Hello and welcome to Writing with Friends, your weekly chat about the best writing tips and tools for your current and future creative projects. I'm BJ Williams, a writer and scientist in Washington, D.C. And I'm Hillary Barnes Martinez, a writer and educator in San Diego, California. Today on Season 3, Episode 3, we'll be talking about how to incorporate feedback when editing. If you're in the editing process with feedback from friends, editors, beta readers, or writing partners, keep listening for tips and guidance. Let's get into it. Okay, BJ, tell us a little bit about incorporating feedback when editing. First things first, I want to start off this discussion with a reminder. You don't have to incorporate every piece of feedback received. Instead, try to be receptive, give it consideration, and avoid being defensive. Remember that someone is trying to help make your writing the best it can be. With that, I think the best approach to incorporating feedback when editing is to start by organizing the feedback. Rather than dealing with each comment one at a time in the order that you received it, take the time to sort through the feedback. This will also help you edit more efficiently. Any suggestions on exactly how to organize feedback? I like to start with the easy wins. Find everything related to typos and small errors. Next, if you want to make changes to story elements, consider the order you want to approach those changes. One change in the beginning may impact every section after. Because of this, I like to divide feedback into small and big feedback. Small feedback would affect a chapter or a scene or even a paragraph, while big feedback is spread across different sections of writing. An added bonus of this process is that you can determine how much time it will take to incorporate feedback. I'd like to go back to your opening point about not having to incorporate every piece of feedback. Do you have any advice on how to decide what to keep and what to ignore? Yes, I think there are a few ways to look at it. One is to rely on your instincts. If the feedback resonates with you, it could be worth incorporating. But don't immediately accept or reject feedback. Judge the feedback to consider its merit relative to your writing goals. I also suggest another feedback breakdown technique. Ask yourself if the feedback is objective or subjective. The objective points regarding grammar or plot holes often hold a lot of value. And I imagine the subjective feedback, where the reviewer's personal viewpoint comes into play, is not always going to contain objective truths. These can also be positive or negative, which can make them harder to process. You might even get contradictory pieces of feedback where you have to choose which one you agree with. Exactly. Subjective feedback is harder to deal with both practically and emotionally. One way to handle this kind of feedback is to remember that you are in control. It's your writing, and you can do what you want. However, something could be off if you receive similar feedback from multiple people. And an important step is to take time to process the feedback and suggestions. This could include brainstorming solutions to problems highlighted in the feedback or evaluating how you want the reader to interpret your writing. This pause on editing also prevents rash decisions such as deleting entire chapters or plot lines. Your initial reaction may be to make big changes, but with time, your subconscious thinks through the feedback and you might have a better way to go about editing your writing. That's a really good point. Your feelings about any given piece of feedback may change over time, and it can help to wait until your emotions have settled. And sometimes it's worth going back to whoever provided you with feedback. 
A follow-up conversation can help you better understand how someone is interpreting your writing. This extra clarity can help you decide if that feedback is worth incorporating. Okay, BJ, now that we've organized the feedback and know what we want to incorporate, how do we get started? I suggest allocating a fixed amount of time each day or each week to work on the feedback. Incorporating feedback and editing in general can be daunting and scary, but if you do it consistently in manageable chunks of time, you can easily work your way through and reach your goal of a revised piece of writing. Something my mind keeps going back to in this whole process is how to deal with negative feedback. Because for me, it can really feel like a gut punch. True. It's tough. And some might even feel like they're going through the five stages of grief as they process feedback. Criticism can be hard to receive, especially when you're really proud of your writing and receive feedback from someone who doesn't match your level of enthusiasm. Remember to never take it personally. When you do feel yourself taking it personally, try taking a step back and remind yourself that the feedback is critiquing your writing, not your value as a person. And if someone is critiquing you as a writer or as a person, don't listen, because no one can determine your worth. Aw, DJ. We as writers are not our writing, and our writing is not us. It might be hard to hear since we pour so much of ourselves into our writing, but you're absolutely right. Our critiques of our writing are distinct from us as writers. And we should be willing to be critical of our own writing. It doesn't mean you're a bad writer if you feel like making changes to your work. Remember not to tear yourself down during the editing process. The goal is to improve your work and develop your writing skills. Be confident that the feedback you decide to use is going to help you achieve your goals. Now, a question for you, Hillary. What has your experience been incorporating feedback? Have you used any of the techniques we discussed today? Well, BJ, I love how you talked about weighing which feedback you want to incorporate. It's definitely important to think hard about incorporating a change that will require revisions across multiple scenes and chapters. However, I recently made such a change, collapsing two characters into one in my middle grade novel. And even though it took many hours of hard work, ultimately, I was happy I put in the time and the effort. So don't be afraid of big changes if you feel they'll strengthen your manuscript. Thanks for sharing. And I happen to know which two characters got merged into one. Ooh, spoiler. (laughs) Great. Let's wrap up this portion of the podcast with our craft topic takeaways. Takeaway number one, take time to process feedback before you make any changes to your writing. Your feelings may change over time. Takeaway number two, distinguish between feedback you find useful and not useful. Then make a list of changes you want to incorporate and in what order. Takeaway number three, always remember that you don't have to use all the feedback you receive. If you want to try out any of these techniques for incorporating feedback, let us know how you liked it by writing to us at writingwithfriendspodcast at gmail.com. That's all for this week. Let's sign off with our current read. What is your pick of the week, BJ? Why Didn't They Teach Me This in School by Carrie Siegel. And mine is Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros.
Email us your pick of the week at writingwithfriendspodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And follow us on all of your favorite podcast platforms to hear more writing tips and tools. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. As writers, we all know a little insight and encouragement can go a long way. And don't forget to rate and review Writing With Friends. Your reviews really help listeners find the podcast. Thanks to Music Town for our theme music. See you next week.